Destiny City, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. And we are blessed this morning because we've got some dear friends that have walked with us in our journey as Destiny City from the very get-go. Our dear friends are heading to Greece shortly. Dwayne and Vicki Jarman have felt the call of God and it's been confirmed by their pastor and others that the Lord is indeed calling them to go to Greece. And uh, I'm going to let them tell you all about that, but I just wanted to introduce them this morning. And one thing that, that God has blessed us with, with Dwayne and Vicki's presence here many times, God has used them to speak a prophetic word when we needed it the most, a word of encouragement, a word of guidance and direction from the heart of God. But at this time, I just want you to welcome Dwayne and Vicki as they come. Dwayne and Vicki Jarman, uh, would you come this morning? God bless you as you come. Amen. What a special honor to be with you and speak with you. Uh, we feel a special connection to you guys and really appreciate the place of um, esteem that you give us. And we don't treat that lightly. We, we honor that. We honor what God is doing among you. And today I want to share with you not only what God is doing with me and Vicki. I not only want to tell you our story, but I want to tell you our story. Okay? Because what God is doing, I, I ask God, what, what, you know, what do you want to do? I was beginning to pray and God just began to show me that what he wants to do with you right now, today, is he wants to stretch your faith. Okay? To increase your faith. He wants to stretch your faith. And faith, if you look over in Matthew 13... It says that it's the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Now, I tore off a piece of paper, made it about the size of a mustard seed. Can you see that? Some of you can. If you're in the back, you probably can't. Can you, Blake? All right. The kingdom of heaven, a lot of times when God starts something, it starts small. And we're not to despise the day of small beginnings. Okay. But it will grow. And did you know that the, the mustard seed, when you plant it into the ground, it's the smallest of garden plants, and it can grow to be about six, seven, eight, even ten feet tall. And its branches become so strong, Jesus said, that the birds of the air come and, and nest and perch in its branches. Okay? So I want to commend you. Because if, I, if I'm thinking right, Destiny City is about five years old this year. Five years old. Did you realize that? Have you thought about that? Did you realize where you were going to be five years ago today? Five years ago. How about six years ago when everything was beginning to blow up. Some of you that were here. I 
I printed out some scriptures. I was going to give this to each of the elders, and I only printed out one side. So I'll give this one to the, to the pastor. But prophetic scriptures that God gave me for Destiny City the first year was Ephesians 3, where God's able to do far more abundantly. Acts 11, where Barnabas saw the grace of God and encouraged you to remain true to the Lord, continue with the Lord with a purposed heart. Malachi, about how people gathered together and talked and feared and esteemed the name of the Lord, and the Lord wrote it down. That was after you guys had been, the dust was settling. Okay? And so God wanted to encourage you with that. And then, that was 2011 that God gave me those scriptures. And then in 2012, the Lord showed me about how your, your purpose statement to help people find their God-given destiny. How do you do that? There was a refreshing flow of the Holy Spirit in 2012. And you were, he showed us that you were to just care for people, to reach out to people. To train people for service. To be renewed in hope. That Destiny City was planted in hope. With a confident expectation of what God was going to do. The Lord showed me that. There was two pictures he showed me that. The the ground was being compacted. Ready for the foundation. And there was a plowing of the ground going on in your hearts. For what? So that you could grow in faith. And walk in the works he has prepared for you. And then the Lord continued to work. And in 2014, just last year, there was a conference where the pastor said the theme is going to the next level. Session, he had different sessions and and one of them was called the foundation is laid, it's time to build. The next one was called setting the framework divine order. There was apostolic teamwork, prophetic insight in the process, and looking at how the gifts together in the body flow together. The Lord showed me that what was going on, that the foundation had been laid. He has, he began to lay out the boards. He had brought you together. You were closely fitted, compacted together. And now he was beginning to nail them together with firmly embedded nails And it was through the supply of every joint and the joy that the Lord would give you as each measure and as each joint supplied what it was supposed to supply. So that's a brief summary. And now I want to share with you that this year what God has showed me actually was linked to a word that was given to your pastor and and Becky Back in the fall, they went to a conference and God used another prophet to speak to them and showed them and told them that a breakthrough was coming. A breakthrough was coming. And I want to declare to you today that God is breaking through. That prophet prophesied and and Don and Becky brought the prophecy. They had taped it, recorded it. Brought it to me. We had lunch. He said, I want you to hear this. Do you think this is from God? Because it was a very clear prophecy that said, around the time of February, the breakthrough would come. 
And as I listened to it, it was like, yeah, that's God. That's God. And sure enough, things began to happen just in the, just in the natural world that showed Don and Becky this was a true word of the Lord. In what? February, right? Now, I want to give you a scripture. It's over in Micah chapter 2, verse 13. As you're turning there, I want to remind you about the mustard seed. Remember, God said he wanted to stretch your faith. He wanted to increase your faith. Faith grows. And this stretching that God is doing is not meant to cause you harm. It's not meant to be something dreaded. You know, I, I told one brother, you know, a little bit of what God has showed me. And he said, nobody likes to be stretched, do they? But this is not an uncomfortable stretching. This is something to be excited about. You know, when your clothes get stretched, you ever had your clothes get stretched? You know? And maybe your body gets stretched and they can't fit into the clothes anymore, Right? <laughs> Or have you ever had a pair of shoes and somebody comes along with a bigger foot and puts their foot in it, you know? And if they do that enough, it'll stretch out the shoes. Sometimes you you wear shoes so much that they get stretched and you have to go get another pair. I want to encourage you today as God is increasing your faith, as God is stretching your faith, that there are new sizes for you. In your faith, new sizes to accommodate your growth. The scripture talks about that. You know, I think the King James says that the anointing breaks the yoke. And it talks about where that scripture, the Hebrew actually means that there is a fatness that grows. The body is growing and it grows so much it breaks the yoke. And I want to encourage you that as God is increasing your faith during this season, in your life, both individually and corporately, that there are new sizes already made to accommodate your faith. If your coat was too small, there's a bigger coat for you. If your pants were too small now, if you find that your faith is growing, and oh, there has to be new experiences. There are new sizes to accommodate your growth and there are new experiences for you to experience, for you to take a hold of. So in Micah chapter 2, there's something that's going on. There's, there's wickedness that's going on in the nation and, and God is beginning to proclaim some judgments and and. Then at the end of chapter 2, it's like he, 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 in chapter 1, in the first part of chapter 2, he was talking about judgments coming. He was talking about how he, he was mad and upset with the people. And then, in, this is the thing, if you, if you don't understand how to read the Old Testament prophets, if you don't see the redemption of God, if you don't see the, the abundance of his love, you're not reading the Old Testament prophets right. And as you see in chapter 1 and then in chapter 2 where God is beginning to pronounce judgments, right at the end of chapter 2, he says, but I'm going to gather my people. 
and I'm going to do something among them. And at the end of chapter 2, in verse 13, he says, He who breaks through goes up before them. Some scriptures say, open up the breach. Break open, he who breaks open the way. You know, the Hebrew means that. It means to break through. And I want to declare to you today that God is breaking through. He who breaks through goes up before them. God himself is going up before you. They break through, pass through the gate and go out. You're no longer bound. There's new sizes to accommodate your faith. There's new experiences to take hold of. Their king passes on before them. See, the same Hebrew word, he who breaks through, they break through. They pass through the gate. That's a little different word. And then he who passes on before him, their king passes on before them, the Lord at their head. There is a breakthrough coming. And the Lord himself is leading the way. It's happening now. And the Lord himself is leading the way. There's new experiences. New things. I want to share with you another scripture. Habakkuk chapter 1. Habakkuk. All these are Old Testament prophets. You might have to look in your table of contents or flip around. They're all after Psalms, okay? <laughs> Before Matthew. All right, Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 5. Look at the nations and watch and be wondrously amazed. The NIV says utterly amazed. You know why they say utterly amazed? Because this, it's the same Hebrew word said twice. So it can be translated, be wondrously amazed. One translation said, wonder, be astonished. It's the same Hebrew word. Be wondrously amazed. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. You feel your faith increasing? You feel it? If you know how to recognize the Spirit of God inside of you, you're feeling it right now. It's happening. For I am doing a work in your days. Be wondrously amazed. Look at the nations and watch and be wondrously amazed. For I am doing a work in your days. So for us, God is saying, I'm doing a work now in 2015. That you would not believe even if you were told. See, I want to encourage you. As I was looking at the the congregation today, I, I began to just, all I could see for a while there was just God increasing. I looked at Jeremy and Jessica, and Jessica was just up here leading us in worship. And just like, 
increasing. And I, was, and I stepped back there, and I be, all I could see for a while was just God increasing. And I was looking at the congregation. I am so blessed to look, and you see, you see young. You see old. You see in between. You see black and white. You see male and female. A really good mix of things going on. And I want to commend you for where you have come from in five years. I want to commend you because I believe God is pleased with you. I was talking with the praise and worship team not long ago. And I encouraged them, do not take lightly what you have here. I've been around, I haven't been around to every place, but I've been around long enough to begin to appreciate when God is doing something unique. And when you have brothers and sisters that you can join arms with, and there's no, there's no strife, there's love, there's, isn't that what Jesus said that they would know us by? By the love that we have for one another? That you're closely compacted together. God, this is a God-established church. Not every, not every congregation that meets is God-established. This is. And God is increasing your faith. God is breaking through. And he's, he's causing you to grow right now so that not only will you have an impact here in Rowan County, but you'll have an impact in nations. Amen. I, I was thinking back as I began to prepare and I was praying about this message. And, and I remembered the last time I was here, I just came to worship with you guys. And then God began to give me a prophetic word, and I stepped up here. And basically, uh, what I remember of that is, is that God is calling some of you to nations. And so I look at this verse in Habakkuk 1, and it's, it's so real to me personally, but I also believe it's real to us corporately. Look at the nations and watch and be Wondrously amazed. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. What does that mean? What does that walk out? What does that flesh out like? Well, as you look at the nations around the world, what do you see right now? You see tumult, don't you? You see violence. You see... Fear. People saying, uh, this is something new. The political experts keep wanting to go back. Well, traditionally, this is what we say, but nothing is traditional anymore, is it? Some people want to look at Countries the way they used to look at them. And some people are saying, well, let's look at them differently. But they don't have God's view. See, we've got to understand what God is doing. And with all of the turmoil, all of the violence, 
all of these things going on, the difficulty that's going on, God is doing an intense work to advance the kingdom. I have yet to meet a brother or a sister who is seeking the Lord and the Lord. And they say, you know, the Lord is saying to just just hold on. Hold the fort because I'm coming to go back in the corner and hide. There is a scripture that says that God's people at one time would, would say, go over there and hide because evil was prevalent. So God could say that. But I have yet to meet a brother or sister that's truly seeking the Lord that says, yeah, God just wants me to just just hang on to what I have. (laughs) If you've been praying, you have felt the stirring because God is doing an intense work. Not just a work, but an intense work to advance the kingdom. Last year, God began to show me, actually through a word that he gave me for this church, that God had called for an increase in the things of the kingdom. This year, God has showed me that destinies are being determined. That's how intense the work is. The young man in the yellow... He's called to be a servant of the Lord all the days of his life. And you see it. He's just got a servant's heart. The young man in the green, the Holy Spirit's brooding over him. And if you'll seek the Lord, he's calling you to nations. I mean, there's a strong call of God for you. Strong call of God to nations. Look at, look at what the apostles did. Study the apostles. Study what they did and their calling. Both of you continue to seek the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is the calling of God is, is with both of y'all. And in these days, these difficult times that the scripture said would come, God is doing an intense work. He's calling some of you to go to Mexico. Did you, do you realize the door that's opened for your pastor there? And the impact that he's beginning to have? The Father's voice that he's speaking to men of God? And God's calling some of you to join the work with him. Not just here. Here and there. That's what God said to Jeremy and Jessica. Here and there. Did you know they have a call to Europe? When we began to talk about Greece, there's just something that's just, it's like, yeah, there's, there's a link that's going on. Did you know that Europe, where the Reformation was, where there are lots of church buildings, cathedrals, Europe right now, is 4% born again. 4% of the people. Do you know what I'm beginning to hear? God is calling people to Europe. Did you know Greece is part of Europe? 
Some of you might know Jacques and Flore. You know, they're in the Arabian Peninsula where everything's going on right now. Did you know they went there about five or six years ago? When they went, there were two believers. Now there's 2,000 believers. That's how intense the work is. That's how intense the work is. In the same time that when this church was birthed and planted and established by God, 2,000 believers were being made. 2,000 disciples were being made over in the Arabian Peninsula. See, again, I commend you for where you're at as a church here. But I also want you to hear God's increasing your faith for new experiences. I believe that God calling me and Vicki to Greece and Europe is part of this breakthrough. I believe that God is going before us and breaking open the way, breaking through. And I believe that's linked. I fully expect Jeremy and Jessica to lead a team over there for a short-term mission trip. That's just kind of what I expect. I went to Blake's house. I went to Blake's house, I think, for his birthday party. And it amazed me. I walked in, and there was a lot of people from Destiny City and from a few other people and all. It took me an hour to get halfway across his living room because, oh, we hear you're going to Greece. I'm looking around. I'm thinking, oh, these are Destiny City people. I believe there's a team coming over. See, I remember when I was walking the practice field over at Catawba College, I was driving a a school bus and I dropped off some people at the daycare there and I was walking around. I can take you to the spot when I was walking and praying and I stopped. I was reading Psalm 2 and it said, ask for the nations and I'll give them to you for an inheritance. I can show you where I stopped and where I said, God, I want the nations. So about three years ago, I woke up one morning and Greece was strong on my mind. Strong on my mind. Now, if any country would have been strong on my mind, I'd have thought that it would have been Israel, you know, because we've been there four years, four times. But Greece was on my mind. It's like, God, what is this? And I started to pray and I heard God say, I'm stretching your faith for the nations. Somewhere about that time, a year before or after, um, Sonny Massard walked up to me and said, prepare for international travel. <laughs> so I, I believe it was this next year after, after God said that to me that we were at, an, at the conference with, with Frank Harvey and all, and we had met a lady that we know that's actually been in Greece and has a, a work and a, a, a church there, Gail Stathis. We were praying with her about coming over to Greece, and, and Sonny was there, and I grabbed him. I said, come pray with us. And so he prayed with us. 
And he prophesied to me again. And he probably didn't even remember what he had said to me before. But he said, when you get to Greece, and you will get there, prepare your faith to speak to nations. He didn't know what I had prayed. He didn't know what God had told me. And then just about a month or two ago, I was up at a conference in Virginia. All I had told uh, this one man that I, who, whom I had just met, I said, I told him a little bit of our history, and I said, in this summer, we're preparing to move to, to Greece as missionaries. And uh, so we were praying for one another the next night, and I just felt like he needed to pray for me. And I said, Kenny, will you pray for me? So he put his hands on my head, and he stopped, and he waited, and he said, the first thing he said was, I see nations. God wants you to speak to nations. So this verse in Habakkuk really means something. To me, and I think it's a prophetic word to us as the church and a prophetic word to us corporately for Destiny City Church. Look at the nations and watch and be wondrously amazed for I'm doing a work in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. See, last summer we took our trip to Greece. We went for about a month. We made preparations. God had begun to speak. We had tried to get there for two years. But God sovereignly stepped in last summer and just said, now's the time to go. So we bought our tickets, called Gail and emailed her or whatever and said, we're coming over. If we could meet some church leaders, that'd be cool. We're not asking for meetings or anything. But we went with a threefold purpose. We wanted to see what it was like to live there. We wanted to see what the state of the church was. And we wanted to see what God was doing in the land. If you want to put those pictures up, there will just be some pictures from our trip. As by the end of the trip, we gave ourselves about a month to be there. And by the end of the trip, we had accomplished all three of these goals. I had been able to meet several different church leaders. Um, One guy, God just opened up an opportunity to witness on the street. Um, The church leaders, the one church leader I met, uh, he said, now this was last summer, okay? And God has spoken to me two years before that. And he said, he said, God is doing something. We know the Holy Spirit's doing something. We're not quite sure what what it's supposed to look like or how he's going to do it. I said, how long have you known that God wants to do something? He said, about two years. That was two years ago when God started talking to me about Greece. We, while we were there, we linked up with, a, with a, uh, a missions organization called Operation Mobilization. And we had found out some things about them and started linking up a little bit. And we met their team. And the, the guy that leads the team, his name's Gabby. He's a really skinny black fellow from Papua New Guinea, and precious, precious brother, so humble. And he said, you know, the very first thing he started talking about was, you know, we're really trying to reach out to churches and trying to bring them in and try to bring some unity because there's not a whole lot of unity. And we really want to train pastors and church leaders. And I said, brother, you're talking my heart language. And I asked him, I said, how long have you been trying to reach out to churches? He said, Oh, about two years. <laughs> so we begin to see that God is doing something. 
Not only is he enlarging our field of labor, but he's multiplying opportunities for ministry for those that we're connected with. That's why I I just, it just won't surprise me at all if I see some of y'all over in Greece and in Europe. Because I've been up front with with the missions organization that we're with that I'm expecting doors to open to nations. The team leader, he's taken some, some young people over to, uh, to Italy twice. They work closely with people in Italy and closely with people in Germany. We know some people in Germany. Randy Limley's over there. But God is doing a work among the nations. One brother that he's the president of the Bethlehem Bible College, he said, when you get over to Greece, you're only two hours away from us by plane. Wouldn't that be cool? Go over to the West Bank and be at Bethlehem Bible College for a few weeks. Wouldn't that be cool? Nations. Hear it breathed into your, into your very being. Nations. Because even if God doesn't call you to actually place your feet, you're linked with brothers and sisters that are going to nations. Because the nations not only include Greece and Europe, the Middle East, Africa, Mexico, the nations include this nation. God's doing a work. I'm beginning to hear more and more stories about little pockets here and there, about what God is doing a work. Why do you think your pastor has been teaching you about faith? Growing your faith. Do you think that's coincidental? Because God wants you to have an impact in Salisbury and Rowan County. God wants you to have an impact in Mexico. God wants you to have an impact in Europe. That I believe. He's enlarging mine and Vicky's field of labor. But he's also multiplying opportunities for ministry with those that we're connected with. I so appreciate Ronnie because first time we talked was several months ago when he heard we were going to Greece. And his first words to me was, how does that impact the church? You know you have the prophetic voice into our church. He's looking out for you. He even asked me that today. See, we're not losing connection. I don't know how all things are going to work out. What I do see us as is kind of like an arm being extended. The arm is being extended, beginning to reach out into nations, but we're still connected. And so we'll, we'll stay in contact won't surprise me if we're able to make some trips back over. Won't surprise me if I'm able to email or call Pastor Don and say, this is what the Lord showed me. He says, you know, that goes right along with what I've been preaching. Because the time is now. It's not four more months, four more years. The time 
for your faith to increase, the time for you to have an impact in Salisbury and Rowan County, the time for you to have an impact in Mexico, the time for you to have an impact in Greece and in Europe is now. Didn't Jesus say that? Do you not say four more months and then the harvest? But look at the fields. I'm telling you, that's a word for this church. The time is now. God is ready to use us. Put your hand right there on your heart or maybe even right here in your belly. God's ready to use you. All of us here, some in Mexico, some in Greece and in Europe, hear it ring around, ring true in your heart. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, exceedingly abundantly, than all we ask or think, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout, through all generations, forever and ever. Oh, hear the promise in your heart that's yes. Yes. Hear the promise in your inner being that is yes. Hear it. Hear it. And let the amen come from you back to God. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Destiny City, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. For more information, visit us online at destinycity.org.